Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of B-School. As always, I'm honored and grateful that you're here Before we dive into today's content, I want to invite you to join Hotline B. That is the place where you can text me and where I'll text you bonus resources related to each week's topic. So it's completely free to join. Unless you're international, you might want to check in with your carrier to see if there's fees for that. But for U.S. people, it's free to join. Just text JOIN to 650-618-0711 and you'll get a text from me once a week. Okay, let's start the show. So some of you might have just felt personally attacked by reading the title for today's episode, which is You Need a Hobby. And I could be writing all of today's content to myself, honestly. Like, I can look at myself a year ago, two years ago, three months ago, and see a person who really, really just needed a hobby. I am lucky in that I'm so connected to the work that I do that a lot of times it's fun for me to work. It's fun for me to brainstorm and think about what's next. But I also really need to do things that aren't work. I need a hobby. And thankfully, I have started to acquire some hobbies and I'm only a couple steps ahead, but I want to share what I've been thinking about and what I've learned thus far. I'm going to start in kind of a cliche way by reading the definition of a hobby. (laughs) This is from Wikipedia, but I think it's important because our generation, and when I say our, I mean millennials, have really done a number on hobbies and I think it's helpful just to remind ourselves what a hobby actually is. So according to Wikipedia, a hobby is considered to be a regular activity that is done for enjoyment, typically during one's leisure time, not professionally, and not for pay. So a hobby is something that you're an amateur at, you're not getting paid for it, you're doing it for fun, you're doing it in the time outside of work. That's what a hobby is. It sounds really simple, and yet I personally have run into at least three problems with hobbies. The first problem that I've encountered with hobbies, and I've seen other people encounter it as well, is that we integrate them into our brand in a way that it kind of starts to become work. I remember I read Marley Grace's book, How to Not Always Be Working, and she talked about how she went to the beach on Mondays, and it was this thing that was really refreshing for her. And then she started Instagramming it. And then it became this thing that was kind of expected of her. And it started to feel a little bit about like work, even though she was at the beach, she still felt this obligation to be at the beach and to be sharing that she was at the beach. I've experienced something similarly in that I love taking baths and it was my first entree into self-care And I would take pictures of taking a bath and baths started to feel 
not even like work all the way. I still get a lot out of taking a bath, but I did feel this obligation. Ooh, I have to share it. Am I really on brand if I don't share that I took a bath? I hope you could see me saying that or envision me saying that a little cheekily. But yeah, I would take a bath or be about to and be like, oh, I better show the people that I'm taking a bath. And it wasn't just about me doing something for enjoyment. There is also this added, oh, this is reminding people that Taylor is the bath person. So that's one problem issue that you might encounter with your hobby is that you integrate them into your brand. It starts to feel like work. I see this especially for people who are entrepreneurs, content content creators, people who are trying to become thought leaders. It's really easy to sneakily make things that are for fun part of your work. And then it's this enmeshment that can be difficult to entangle. The second problem that you might encounter is that you monetize your hobby. This is a very millennial thing to do. We all can think of someone who started knitting or making jewelry for fun or doing embroidery and then it's a business all of a sudden. They have an Etsy shop. They have a Shopify store. (laughs) And this thing that they were doing for fun to make gifts, to do something with their hands is now a business. And I obviously know that you can have a lot of fun running a business, but then it's not a hobby anymore. It's a business because you've monetized it and it's taking away some of what having a hobby can give you. Molly Conway has what I would say is the most iconic article about this. It's on Man Repeller. I'm linking to a bunch of stuff in the show notes on the blog, but she talks about how we're in the era of the hustle, this era of everything needs to be optimized. We have to be productive in everything. And she, in the article, she talks about meeting this woman who sewed her own dress and the woman didn't want to start a shop and was overwhelmed by the thought of having a shop, but everyone was telling her that she should. And she, even though she hadn't made the decision to monetize her hobby, she still had all of this strife around, should I or shouldn't I? I should really be making money off of this because I can. And Molly says the perfect line in response to this woman. She says, you don't have to monetize your joy. You do not have to monetize your joy. Thank you, Molly Conway, for that gift and that reminder that I need often. And going back to the definition of what a hobby is, it's an activity that's done for enjoyment. But so often we're like, I enjoy this and I'm a little bit good at it. Okay, I have to monetize it now. It has to become a business. That doesn't always have to be the case. And then that really goes into the final problem that I've seen in my own life around hobbies especially when we start to monetize them or create some obligation around them, is that we lose the enjoyment. So now we're doing this thing regularly because it's part of your brand or because you're making money off of it or because everyone else has this hobby and you feel like you should, but there's no joy in it. So then by definition, it isn't exactly a hobby anymore. Where's the leisure in it? Where's the joy? It's not there anymore. And so now you're filling up your time with something outside of your work hours that starts to feel more and more like work. I don't want any of y'all to have this relationship with hobbies. And so I want to recommend four types of hobbies 
that you should have in your life. Now, one hobby might do all of this for you. So don't feel like I'm telling you to have four hobbies, but I want you to look at the things that you do in your off time and see what boxes they check and if there's room for you to maybe incorporate something else or approach your current hobbies in a new way. I think everyone should have a hobby that is uninstagrammable. Now, this can be by nature, like it's just not something that you could really put on Instagram, or it could be by choice. Like this is just going to be my thing that I do and I talk about with my friends in person or I make gifts for my family, but it doesn't have to be, especially if you're someone who considers yourself more public facing, have something that's more for you. That's a little bit closer to the chest. For me, I've recently started playing chess again, and it has the benefit of not being super Instagrammable, especially now because when I'm playing people, I'm playing them online. So what am I going to do? Just like take a screenshot of my computer. But I've also decided I don't really want to share it on Instagram. (laughs) I don't want Taylor the chess girl to be part of my brand, not because I don't think chess is really badass. It's just because I, I want it to be something that I get to enjoy and I don't need to feel obligated on updating everyone on my progress. So for me, chess is kind of both. Like it's not all that aesthetically pleasing to show myself playing chess on the computer, but I also don't want to. I'll probably mention it occasionally on the podcast as it makes sense or if there is an anecdote in the newsletter that makes sense, but it's not going to be something that goes on Instagram for me. The next type of hobby that you need is a hobby that is not monetized. So if you're really into making jams and jellies and then you start selling them, that hobby of canning is no longer falling into this category. So you're going to need something else that you're doing just for the sake of doing it. For me, chess falls into that bucket too. I'm not making money off of chess. I'm not good enough by any means that I could go to tournaments and make money from tournaments. I'm literally just doing it as something that stretches me and challenges me and is fun for me. No money involved. The third type of hobby that I think you should have is something that is screen-free. What I don't love about playing chess online is that I'm staring at my screen for extra hours outside of work. And thankfully, I have a lot set up to with blue light blocker, both on my screen and in my glasses, but it's still not ideal to be staring at a screen for that long. And so I need other hobbies, something else to do where I'm not looking at a screen or at least a screen with a lot of blue light. And so for me, that's reading. I've been reading so much. Um, Yesterday, I spent a lot of the day, I finished reading a book and then I'm reading another book that involves a lot of like journaling and exercises. And so I spent hours of the day just reading and journaling and thinking and it was beautiful. I barely looked at a screen for, man, for most of the, most of the day. And then I got into chess and to prepping for the week, but it was a lot of fun. So a screen-free hobby. And I polled people on Instagram. I asked them to share their favorite screen-free hobby. And I've compiled a list. So if you go to the show notes on my blog, there is a list of a ton of screen-free hobbies. If you're like, man, all of my hobbies, 
I'm a film buff. And so that's me staring at a TV screen or I'm doing something, I'm making music and I have to be on my computer to mix it. Maybe take a peek at this list of screen-free hobbies and maybe you can find one that you do occasionally and get a different point of view, a view that doesn't involve a screen. And then the last type of hobby that I think you should have is one that gets you in the state of being a beginner. I think it's good to have hobbies at both ends. So there are hobbies where you can be really honing your craftsmanship and your expertise in a certain hobby. But I think it's also good to have a hobby where you are just figuring it out, where you don't know everything, where you have to remember what it's like to ask questions and to start from the bottom and have to learn, really. And so for me, (laughs) this is chess. Again, even though I know the basics of chess, there's so much strategy that I'm learning. Um, I'm doing a chess camp right now. And so I'm really relishing being the beginner, even though it's hard. And I played an online tournament yesterday and I got my butt kicked, but I learned a lot. I really did. So that for you might be pottery or it might be drawing. There's so many different things that you can do that don't have to take a lot of time necessarily, but can get you a little bit out of your comfort zone. And it actually ends up being transferable to other parts of your life when you get good at being the beginner and get comfortable not knowing everything. So to run those back to you, the four types of hobbies that you should have, something that's not Instagrammable, either by just the nature of what it is, or you choose not to have it be Instagrammable, something that you don't monetize, something that doesn't require a screen, and something that allows you to become the beginner. Let's normalize having real, enjoyable hobbies that don't have to be related to work or making money or looking cool on Instagram, something that is just for you. I hope this gave you some food for thought, and maybe you see some room for adjustment as you relate to your own hobbies, or maybe you're like, ooh, I don't have any true hobbies. Now I got to find one. I wish you the best of luck on your journey and lots of joy as you do things that are for you. Thanks for listening, and I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.